Welcome to Critical Issues Commentary, the podcast ministry of Gospel of Grace Fellowship, a non-denominational Christian church in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. This is Jessica Kramis, your host for today, and I'm speaking with Bob DeWay, Gospel of Grace's teacher and theologian and author of Critical Issues Commentary. Now, in this series, we have been discussing Dutch Sheets' book, Intercessory Prayer. And last week, we discussed towards the end of the program, a passage out of 2 Corinthians 5, 18 and 19, and we showed how Dutch Sheets likes to take things that apply only to Christ and apply them to us. And we're going to see that again today. And we are also going to address some issues that pertain to spiritual warfare that come up in this chapter of his book. If you're following along, we are discussing chapter four of the book. In the beginning of the chapter, Dutch Sheets says this, Intercession creates a meeting. Intercessors meet with God. They also meet the powers of darkness. So those are kind of the bookends of this chapter. It's going to open with intercessors meeting with God and move on to intercessors meeting with the powers of darkness. Now, before we go on, do you want to read 2 Corinthians 5, 18 and 19, and we can review the issue there? I'm reading from the New America Standard Bible. Now, all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, namely that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. All right. So as we can see there, this is something that God is doing. Interestingly, Dutch Sheets says this, because we now represent Christ in his intercession, let's apply these verses to ourselves. So my question for you would be, how can we apply these verses to ourselves? By preaching the gospel. All right. That's one thing that gets uh, missed in this whole process. If you look at the verse 17. Okay. Says, um, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, the new things have come or the new has come. So yes. you are in Christ, you're a new creature. Okay. So this applies to those who have repented, believe the gospel, and are trusting in Christ alone. They're in Christ. Now, Paul and his apostolic ministry are is someone who's preaching the gospel, and the ministry of reconciliation is to proclaim the terms of the gospel. Yes, which is something we don't see much of in this book. Yes, and one of the things that also happens in Corinthians, by the way, because I'm preaching through 1 Corinthians right now. Okay. And also, I've, we recently published something that covers both that I wrote a long time ago. Yes. There's some irony in here, too, because, in fact, many of the Corinthians who have rejected Paul or considered him lesser than somebody else, including false teachers, they needed to be reconciled to God because they were way off. So there's some irony in this too, I think. Yes. Well, we also see in verse 20, 
the way that God intends us to reconcile people to him is, as you said, the gospel. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. Right. We are contending for the gospel and we are preaching the gospel, but we ourselves are not stepping into the place of Christ and actually meeting with God to reconcile or to be the reconciler between man and God. No, there's one who does that, and that's Jesus Christ. And Christ and his apostles, the biblical ones, have laid the foundation. That's the authoritative teaching. And what we do is proclaim the terms of reconciliation, which is namely to put our faith in Christ alone, trusting him by grace through faith, and so on. This is not uh, some process where Christ really didn't do everything necessary and ascend to heaven and intercedes for us. We've got to help him continually beyond gospel preaching and means of grace and trusting him and teaching the Bible. In fact, if you read, as I've read now Dutch Sheets' book twice, and I've got so many markings in there, it sounds as if Christ did some of it, but we are in danger of depending on him too much, and we, we got to go do our part. Right. And we've shared numerous quotes over the last se several episodes where Dutch Sheets comes right out and says, God needs us. God needs us too. God has to have a human on earth willing to do what he needs us to do. Frankly, this is very typical of the theology of the New Apostolic Reformation. Yes. And they are putting themselves in the same status as the true apostles. And frankly, it's not right. It's, it's very damaging to Christians because the stories that go along with this, how, we, how he and his buddies do things, the revelations they get, and the problems they solve. Most people uh, listen to that and think, well, my life's all messed up, even though I'm a Christian, so I must be doing something wrong. Right. If we actually believe all of this, it's not going to build our faith. It's going to cripple us. Yes, and that happens. And I hear from people really weekly. And even in some of the meetings at church, someone may come and say, "This, I believe these things, and now my life is utterly miserable, the things that he's teaching. And they think they failed. Right. It it just is so damaging. And it doesn't need to be that way because God has told us in his word what we are to do. And that's to glorify God, to preach the gospel, to pray for one another. It's not our job to stand in the place of Christ. Right. So there's so much bad theology here. And it's, you can pretty well count on bad theology getting a big hearing and the truth being obscured. And, and frankly, a lot of people don't like what the Bible actually says. Yes. 
because there's reasons for that. And I'll be preaching on it here. I have a sermon ready for tomorrow that'll be talking about that. Now, tomorrow, as we record this, why is it that Christians gravitate to something that says we've got to do our part? Right. It, you know, in some ways, it really is just about feeling like who is the better Christian? Well, we chose to do the right things. There can be a lot of pride behind that. Well, that's what drives this. And ultimately, people may be attracted to it because it sounds like somebody got something figured out that we're lacking. Yes. Based on outcomes in this life. Okay. Who got a revelation? Who figured out the secret? Why the curse was coming on somebody? Why there's a bad outcome? Uh, and so forth. And the ap New Apostolic Reformation people, Dutch Sheets, C. Peter Wagner, and the rest, uh, are saying, we know what to do, and we get the right kind of outcome. And so we're going to teach you how to um, learn how to do these things and intercede properly. Right. Now, if you haven't heard the past episodes, I'd really recommend going back and listening to those because we do show from Scripture we aren't intercessors. That's a role given to the Holy Spirit. It's the role given to Jesus, but it is not the role given to believers. Yes, that is already going to come up in my sermon tomorrow. We've talked about it because uh, though I'm teaching through 1 Corinthians or preaching through it, right now I've encountered people that I've known over the years who said everything just didn't turn out and really bad stuff happened. And what happened? What did I do wrong? People that have called, people I've known 20, 30, 40 years ago even. And I point them to Romans 8. Well, that doesn't help. Wow. And Romans 8 is saying the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. He intercedes for us. Nothing is separated from the love of God. And it's the promises of God. Yes. And so what happens when you read books like this with all these miracle guidance stories, the outcome turns out great or maybe not so great, and then they get better revelation or more things they're doing, then they get the right outcome. It's all based on outcomes in this life that are favorable based on what we hope happens. Yes. Okay. Um, the point of the promises of God that ultimately we will be conformed to the image of Christ if we do trust Christ as Lord and Savior and know him and believe the gospel, then the working of God is to conform us to the image of Christ. Exactly. So this is about the gospel. Verse 20 says, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Right. This is not special revelations for more advanced Christians. Okay. If you're not reconciled to God, you're in the domain of darkness. 
Yes. And like Simon in uh, Acts 8, who wanted to buy the Holy Spirit, he, what did Peter say to him? You have no part or lot in this matter. You're not even part of it. Right. You're like Judas. Judas had no part. Right. So if you're not reconciled to God, there's no secret that's going to get rid of all the problems in your life. And if you are reconciled to God, these problems are what it looks like living in a world that's hostile to us. And nevertheless, nothing can separate us from the love of God. That disappears. Yes. And so now you need to find a prophet, a deliverance counselor, a curse breaker, somebody who can invite themselves into heaven and tell God how to deal with things. And the arrogance of it sometimes is utterly stunning. It, it sure should be. I mean, there's, I, I can't tell you how many times I wrote in the margin of this book. Wow. I mean, some I of the claims are just shocking. Yeah. But they don't blush. They do not even blush. Yeah. It says that in the Old Testament, my people forgot how to blush. Yes. And you don't hear, um, how would you say it? You don't hear about forgiveness of sins, assurance, and hope. And as most of our listeners probably know, part of the reason I'm very adamant about helping those who have been harmed by this, I was in a group like that. Yes. In the 70s. And got out. It was more of a pietistic perfectionist group. Okay. But nevertheless, even then, the people that we knew who were elderly and served and loved God were the ones that were in uh, fear and sorrow at the end of their lives, even though they were very old. And we had to try to help them realize they hadn't failed. Yeah. Okay. And so saints who are reconciled to God, who do, do love God, are called, and so on, don't gain assurance by the Dutch sheets of the world. Right. Because they think I did something wrong. Yes. Now, he's well, not talking a lot about the other side of it. He's always showing you the power. Here's what we did. Here's how we learned. Here's how I said this. Here's how I got this. Here's how it works. They don't tell about the people that follow them, believe them, trust their teaching, and in the end, it all fails, and they have no assurance even on their deathbed. They don't mention that. No. And the people that need hope and assurance the most end up without it. And, you know, that's why we do this. We don't want that to happen to listeners. We don't want people to be deceived by this stuff. And it was actually a listener who asked us about this book a while back. And, and that's why we're doing this, because it hurts people. Yeah, you mentioned that, Jessica. I, uh, I got the book, and you get them used because there's so many of them out there. However, I assure you that this is about forgiveness of sins for those who are reconciled to God, what Christ did for us, 
not what's lacking. He, they love to emphasize there's things lacking. Right. I know it's in the next chapter. We'll eventually get to that. They focus on obscure verses that have been difficult to understand. So we add what's lacking in some way in regard to things like intercession. That's yeah. not right. And no. eventually there's fallout. Okay. Because Christianity isn't about defeating Satan, learning the secret, having more miracle guidance stories, and then getting a good outcome. Okay. About forgiveness of sins, eternal life, the resurrection, and God bringing us all the way to glory. That's right. Now, really looking at this, especially with that opening quote, this intercession creates a meeting. Intercessors meet with God. Okay, so he has us going into the throne room of heaven and being the intercessor that Christ is meant to be. He's got us barging into the throne room of heaven because he needs us to do that, according to this theology. He also says they meet the powers of darkness. So now we're going to go wrestle with Satan, too. It, it, that's a serious error. It's yeah. a common one, but it's serious. Yeah. Okay. And it misunderstands forgiveness of sins, transfer of us as a whole person. As we trust Christ and are born of God and are reconciled to God, we're looking at that in the passage that he didn't get to. Be okay. reconciled to God. That's the gospel. Yeah that those who are in that relationship are transferred out of the domain of Satan into the kingdom of his beloved son, Colossians 1, 13 and 14, Acts 26, 18. As far as the throne room and the Holy Spirit intercedes for us, Romans 8, 26 and 27. From there on, it says Jesus intercedes for us according to the will of God. That she says, we've got to get revelations ourselves to find out what needs to be done and inform God of details. And we've talked about that before. And that's not what it's saying. Yes. And I'll tell you what I've seen over 50 years of ministry. The fact is that rather than giving people assurance and hope, it causes those who have the biggest need and who are thinking, well, maybe I failed God or something went wrong. What did I do wrong? It makes it worse. Yes. It makes it worse because people, when they need assurance the most, end up thinking one thing. What did I do wrong? Or what did somebody else do wrong? And it's okay. Really it's really, really sad. I've seen yeah. it so much. And it comes from not listening to the truth of the Bible and believing okay. God's promises and listening to false teachers. We didn't do something wrong. Frankly, thanks for bringing this up. We are not invited into the throne room. Okay. Say so now, if I were a listener, I would be I would be thinking in my mind, okay, what about we can go boldly before the throne of grace? How does that differ? 
the throne of grace is mentioned in Hebrews 4.16. Yes. It doesn't tell us that what we get is revelation knowledge so that we can tell God what needs to happen. Right. Because we get grace to hell. Yes. Timely hell. We, God hears us. And that's really the opposite meaning. God hears us, not we find out what God needs us to do, and then we go do it. That's, that's a huge difference. Yes. That's the difference between hope, confidence, comfort, and uh, ability to know that God does hear us and cares about us, and that whatever we go through, as we are learning and growing by grace, is designed to conform us to the image of Christ. Right. So the, whether it's the word of faith teaching that comes ultimately from E.W. Kenyon, or whether it's the New Apostolic Reformation or other versions of this, what we learn is these great people, they know the secret. I'm a miserable failure. I can't do that. Wow. That, you know, if I thought this book was the standard that I needed to meet, I would be depressed. There, there's no, there's no hope to be found in that. There's no comfort to be found in that. And the whole thing is unbiblical to start with. Right. I've noticed this lately as I've been talking to people, including some who would generally agree with us, but they really don't want to believe Romans 8, 26 or 39. Okay. They avoid it if they can. Yes. Why? Because it's not telling us it all depends on us making the right choices. Right. Okay. And it depends on us trusting God uh, and believing his promises. So if we can't trust the Holy Spirit who intercedes for us, and God the Son, Jesus Christ, the Creator, okay? We okay. believe the Trinity is taught in the Bible. The Creator, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, intercedes for us. The Son of God, Jesus Christ, intercedes for us. And God is causing all things to work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. And then it lists all the things that will not separate us from the love of God and his purpose. Yes. Here's what they say. But we can do it. We can do it. (laughs) Yeah. Not to do it. So it's as if, um, are are we eager to apostatize? It would sure seem that way. It's, It's a silly, why, why? If we have comfort, Jesus Christ died for sins once for all, the just for the unjust. The dust sheets of the world come along and say, we've got to do our part. Right. He tells all these funny, endearing stories, folk religion, this happened, that happened, and then stories from his childhood. Oh, this is just interesting. And then we got the answer. And so there's this process going on. In the end, as people have lost relatives, friends, they have 
end of life things going on, a lot of bad stuff. They're depressed and they wondered, what did I do wrong? Yes. And so that's why we need to believe the promises of God, know that we are reconciled to God because of what God did for us. As we go forward here, and I noticed, Jessica, as you read it, we have the same pages highlighted where this really gets bad. Right. So we have to somehow put our part in, and they think that's encouraging because then we, when we learn that, we'll solve these problems. Yeah. Everyone eventually, if, if life goes on long enough, gets to the point where there's problems you can't solve. Right. Absolutely. And I ended up over the last 30, 40 years ministering to people who were in that state. And what causes it is believing things that aren't true. Yep. You know, you've often said we, we all believe something that is wrong. We all believe something that is not true, but whatever it is, it's hurting us. And whatever it is, is only corrected through scripture. Yes. And many people that I believe sincerely believe the Bible and are evangelicals will not believe that God's sovereign. They will not right. believe the doctrine of providence. They will not believe the promises of God and will instead trust free will. Right. And. I mean, what is to be gained by demanding our right to apostatize? <laughs> they don't say it that way. No, but it's really what it boils down to. Right. How, how dare you say I'm secure? Well, many people who say that would consider themselves very conservative. Okay. Discerning. Yeah. What they don't realize is that they're aligning themselves with the liberals. Yes. Because if everything isn't fair the way I think fairness ought to be, then we've got to change what we think or what we do or trust politics or do something different. Right. But this, these promises are for those who are the redeemed, who are reconciled to God, and they know that Christ intercedes for them. The Holy Spirit intercedes for us, and he'll bring us to glory. And the means of grace are for all of us. Yes. Who know him. But it doesn't comfort them to, to believe that, well, they'll say things, well, then everybody else doesn't have a chance. Which we, I mean, we don't know who God has chosen. We don't know who's going to be saved. Right. All of that's unknown to us. So our job is to preach the gospel to whoever will listen. And the rest is between them and God. Right. And so it boils down to who the called are. Yeah. That'll be coming up in these verses as well. And so, yeah, okay, so it doesn't seem fair. So we're going to get the secret to solve all these problems. And it's all about us either having knowledge by revelation or making the right choices. Yeah. But it doesn't take into account Genesis 50, verse 40, Acts 2.23, and all the other passages where the evil intention of God's people or even our own failures ultimately bring us 
to the place where we can be reconciled to God because God's purposes go forward. Yes. And therefore, if you read Dutch Sheet's book and you think that he has the secret and I better go to some church where they're going to tell me that I can solve all these problems and exercise my free will and make things work out, then in the end, it's not very hopeful. Nope. Because then why do we get old or sick or lose loved ones or have any of the problems that go on? Yep. The only conclusion they come to is our own fault. And so I'm oh. on a mission to get people to believe the Bible. And if you hear this and you're a pastor or a teacher, you don't have to join something. What you have to do as a teacher is go through the whole Bible, verse by verse. Every That's what the Dutch sheets of the world do. Skip here, skip there, skip here. Get, they skip all over the place, finding things that reinforce their ideas and never teach through all of the verses because then they'd have to deal with the ones that they don't like. Yes. All right. We are out of time for this edition of Critical Issues Commentary Radio. You can access this episode and many others, as well as years worth of articles at the website, cicministry.org. While you're there, click on contact and send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. We want to encourage you all to stand firm in one spirit, with one mind, and strive together for the faith of the gospel. For Critical Issues Commentary, this is Jessica Kramus. And Bob DeWay. We'll see you next week.